Brayton, yeah, how's it going? It's going good, man. Good to are see you. Are you in Indiana right now, or are you still in, in Minneapolis? Yep, back home in Brownsburg, Indiana, just hanging out in my bedroom. That's awesome. What What are you doing there? Are you able to to wrestle at your high school? Is Is Chad Red there? Um, he's not here at the moment, but I think he'll be making his way back, hopefully sooner than later. So hopefully That's we'll get back to that. So are you still able to, to work out at home and, and staying isolated, or are you able to, to train with some guys, bring them over to your house maybe, or, or what's, what's the training schedule look like for you right now? Um, I have some guys I've wrestled with, um, kind of guys who have been part of CJ's dad's program, um, Academy, Red Cobra. Um, we've been wrestling kind of just a real small handful of guys just to kind of keep wrestling and work on some things so i've gotten to wrestle some which has been fun um try to keep it to a limited number of guys just to be smart right yeah um well hey let's let's dive into your career start at the beginning how did you get introduced to the sport what, what was that like when you first witnessed it and experienced it um i was just real young um kind of just trying out at all, playing all the sports, and good thing my dad wrestled because he took me to a wrestling meet, and that was pretty much it. I found wrestling at a young age, and then my dad found um, a buddy, a guy he went to high school with, and then they, his son, one of my best friends growing up, and then he wrestled at my high school, and they found Coach Red, so we kind of hopped on the bandwagon. I found the club. Um, at a young age and stuck with the same guy until I went off to college. So was that was that a high school dual meet that you went to? It was a county high school wrestling meet, yeah. Yeah. Was was Brownsburg in it? They were actually. Yep. It was that, that was it was Hendricks County. So little did I know it was my future high school and stuff. Because I, I wasn't yeah. sure where I would wrestle because I I didn't grow up wrestling for schools or anything. I just grew up right. doing all the tournaments you're probably doing, Tulsa and all that stuff. Right. Yep. So what what time of year was that? Um, probably, um, probably December, January, probably December-ish, maybe. Yeah, middle of their high school season. So did you immediately? Um join like into a club or something or, or did it take you a while to to find a place where you wanted to wrestle um so the story behind that is actually let me make sure i get this right the first tournament i ever wrestled in was in lexington kentucky i think and it was a or no the first folk style tournament i ever wrestled in i think was in kentucky um and it was actually against cj and some other guys were some of CJ was one of my first folk style matches. And that really? my dad was like, we got to go to this club. And, uh, and sure enough, it was in Indianapolis. So we started training and doing everything that they were doing. And, um, but I started wrestling in the summer. So I started with freestyle, you know, you did. Yeah. So my first matches were freestyle, but as you could know, freestyle I think it was good, probably, that I started with freestyle, kind of a different. I think that could be helpful to kids, but for me, I was like, once I started wrestling folk style, a few months later, when I was like five or six, it was like, holy cow, what is this? Is this even wrestling? 
going <laughs> back so funny. Forth. Yeah. So you said it would it's probably good for younger kids to start in freestyle. Why why is that? I mean, I think you just learn a lot of different things. You learn how to use your body a little bit more and um freestyle's fun and you can kind of you can just kind of create things and I think a big part of wrestling is being creative, so the more you can create stuff in freestyle, you can learn how to create points and um, folks tell you can too, but you can definitely create more points in freestyle. Um, so I think it, it kind of teaches kids their gifts. Freestyle does like, for example, like freestyle kind of taught me I was good on my, really good on my feet. And, but it also kind of gave me a move in freestyle that I can use in folk style. And then guys like Mitch McKee, I mean, he has a awesome head pinch. So it kind of, yeah. I don't think he would have learned how good that was if it wasn't for freestyle. So I think freestyle can teach you some of your gifts and you can kind of bring them over to folk style. <clears throat> for sure. Did you ever, did you wrestle Greco in that season? Yeah. I, or actually, I don't know about that season, um, but I ended up wrestling like schoolboy duels and stuff like that. Yeah. Greco, But that was the only Greco I wrestled. So how far was, um, Red Cobra from where you lived. Was it, it, was it a long like, drive? Yeah. It, it moved around a lot. Kind of went into some high schools and stuff. And Coach Red was coaching at different high schools and stuff. So it, it, there was buildings it was in. And um, at one point in time, it was like an hour away. A little over an hour probably. Dang. And then 25 minutes. And it kind of it changed everywhere. And one time it was actually at Warren Central High School. Have you been on schoolboy duels teams before? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So did you go to Warren? I did. Yeah. Yep. So he actually, this was when I was a little older, but he coached there. And the head coach at the time, Coach Red was the assistant. The head coach was Danny Williams, who actually mm -hmm. um, wrestled at Minnesota. So it was kind of full circle after I uh, committed to Minnesota and stuff. I Now it's cool because I've known Danny since I was in Indiana. And so that happened, and so there, we would go to Warren Central and other places, and dr we would drive wherever. I mean, we were committed. Yeah. We, that was that was all there was really for me. So, what was it like when you wrestled for for Red Cobra? Was it was it that much different of a club and coaching than other clubs, or was it simply just the the training partners there? Was it a combination of both? I think the training partners were definitely um, unique. Um, I mean. I was wrestling with CJ every day and when we were young, CJ was just, um, just different and he, he still is. But I mean, the intensity of Red Cobra is unmatched for young youth wrestlers. Um, you get pushed in ways that most coaches are scared to push. So, um, he's not, Coach Red's not afraid to push kids. And that's what really where you find out if kids love it or not. So, and then, I mean, the intensity in the partners was what made it different for me. Did you, um, so when you started out, um, obviously we know from watching you now that your pace is really high and your conditioning is really good that we see in college and stuff. Do you think you kind of built your foundation of that at Red Cobra? Most definitely, for sure. I mean, I just kind of learned how to be aggressive. I learned how to 
not worry if I'm tired. I learned how to push past those things at a young age. And once you kind of figure out that being tired is just a feeling and that you can be stronger and you can be tougher than that, then you realize you can wrestle however you would like. You don't have to give in to the fear of being tired. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as you started to get older, um, I assume you wrestled in some of the, the bigger tournaments like Tulsa, especially wrestling for Red Cobra. I'm sure you kind of chased CJ around a little bit. Um, what were some, some of the events you wrestled in, and did you have success at those? Um, I wrestled in a lot of tournaments. I mean, one of the tournaments me and my dad were just looking at a few days ago was Tournament of Champions, and I got like I got like seventh or eighth. I was probably I I was young. Like it was like Bandom fifty six. I don't know what age group that would be, but it was like Kennedy Monday was first. Um, Headley, uh, just tons of guys, and I got like seventh or eighth. And North one, Carolina guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is funny. Actually. I wonder if they would. I wonder if you would have told them at that time. Like, I'm sure they probably <laughs> hated each other that they'd be teammates. In college right if you would have told everybody you're going to be here you're going to be here all these little kids would have just looked up and been like what yeah and then one of the, the year after that it was actually like yanni i actually think i got second that year to yanni and then it was like Hydley. um so there was i i did pretty well um yeah pretty well but i i was never like some of those bigger tournaments i never won I mean, especially in high school, really. I mean, I got third at Fargo twice. I got third at Super 32. So I was always doing really well. I just never was winning those huge tournaments. So the first big tournament, and the way I, I, I mean, I valued some tournaments as bigger, not big, but the first big tournament I felt like I ever won was Fargo after I was getting ready to go to college. So I never, I mean, I felt like I didn't win, but I was always doing really well. Yeah. So, um, you ended up going to Brownsburg, um, you wrestled in Super 32 your freshman year, you kind of just wrestled everywhere, um, what was it like wrestling at Brownsburg, they have some impressive history, um, yeah, what was it like, um, was this the first time where you split with Chad? Yeah, this was the, my, when I went to Brownsburg was the first time I got away from club and kind of learned about being on a team and stuff. So, I mean, um, it was fun wrestling for Brownsburg. I, uh, I, I mean, I was a little young and probably immature when I was a freshman in high school, but I didn't, it was hard for me to realize that not everybody got brought up the same way I did. And I just kind of was really competitive. And I, uh, I think sometimes I really wanted to win so bad and I look around and see these other high school kids who just, they just didn't have what I had invested and even though I didn't, even though I was still young, I, I knew I had a lot invested and I knew I wanted to be good. And I knew I had gifts and abilities from God. So I just kind of, I felt frustrated sometimes, but I, I really enjoyed being on our team. And I, uh, it was fun because me, um, my freshman year, we came in with pretty good guys. Blake Mulkey, he went to Gardner Webb, um, Ty Mills, he went to Duke. And Nathan Walton, he he wrestles for Cumberlands and actually Tennessee. And yeah. he was a 
he's actually a two-time All-American already um, at the NAI level. So we all came in together, and it was fun because we were kicking butt and taking names. So when you started out, um, I mean, it's clear that you have a, a deep passion for the sport. Um, when you started out wrestling, did you have that immediately, or did it take a little while to, to develop? Because obviously by this time in high school, you really had that passion developed. Yeah. Um, I think it takes time. Because when you're young, you're kind of unaware of you're you kind of just you're kind of just a little unaware of um, where you're at, and you don't really notice everything, and you don't really realize how um, how gifted or um, how blessed you are. So then, once you kind of realize those things, you start to gain a deeper appreciation for the sport. So as you get older, I mean. I think your love for the sport grows and grows as long as you notice the little things and as long as you keep track mentally of how you've grown and how people have helped you and how um how blessed we are to be able to do a sport. Yeah, for sure. Um and it really is a blessing. I just it's crazy to think about all the all the gifts we have nowadays to be able to experience literally a game and dedicate our lives to it. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, but it's pretty sweet. Looking forward in your high school career, your first, your first big tournament, maybe your first high school tournament was Super Thirty Two in October, early preseason. Um, and you ended up. You've, I know I've heard you talk about this a little bit before. You um, you didn't place there, but you felt like the guys that you competed against were really highly ranked, and that was kind of where you opened your eyes to to thinking about how good you could be. Um, in high school yeah i mean i think i could say that i kind of i think I, I you remind me a lot of myself i think i was so into the sport and i just loved watching stuff and flow was really coming on and i just loved watching stuff and i knew about every guy i was gonna wrestle and i knew i knew a lot and i i watched a lot of wrestling at, at a young age so i knew what i knew a lot about the sport and i just knew these guys' names because they were older and they've placed at these tournaments. But what I didn't know is I was going to be right there and that these guys were committed to colleges and stuff. And I actually, I, I lost to uh, Mickey Filippi and Cameron Kelly. Um, wow. And, so I, and I think I may be in like some other decent guys and some guys who are still wrestling in college, but I, I kind of realized, like, hey, I, I know these guys. I've watched these guys. I know they're going to college to wrestle, so um, I'm on the right track. I'm going upward, and I just need to keep believing in myself. Cause, um, but I also know, like, just because I remember my dad saying this when we were on our way back, hey, we could come back next year, and you could not place again if you don't keep working. Like, it's not – just because you get older doesn't mean you're going to have better results. And that's why you can't focus on results so much because just because you go back to the same tournament a year later doesn't mean you're going to win the thing just because you're a year older. But if you focus on effort every day and focus on the right things, it's possible that you're going to be a better wrestler a, year, a wrestler a year later. So you could have a better result. But I kind of realized that... Um, 
yeah, that I was getting better and that I was right there. And it was fun wrestling guys that were older and it, it really brought a lot of good things out of me. Yeah. And I know that's like an effect that a lot of people have. Um, I mean, you look at Mark Hall, he's a guy who wrestled in high school in seventh grade. Yeah. Um, and he talks about that effect a lot. Um, so in high school, you had a pretty successful career. Your sophomore year, you won a state title all the way through your senior year. Uh, got to be ranked number one in the country and eventually uh, won Fargo. Um, what were what were some highlights of your high school career? What do you what do you remember the most from there? Um, I remember so my freshman year, like we weren't tech like to get invited to Team State in Indiana. You have to like it takes the year before, so our team before wasn't that good, so we didn't get invited in my freshman year. But Team State, we won every single year which Indiana, there's a dual state and then there's an individual state and the team state's not sponsored by the state, but it's, you're still considered state champions. So we won dual state three years in a row. That was pretty fun as a being in high school and being with all your buddies. So, I mean, winning team state was really a highlight. Um, just wrestling with my friends and being in the gym and, um, I mean, fast forward four years later, at the end of my high school career, I actually got to wrestle in that Dream Team Classic at Brownsburg, yeah. which was pretty pretty cool, kind of a storybook ending. So, I mean, there, there's t- so many highlights. I Little, small, personal, um, just highlights up and down. Um, but there's also downs, you know, um, still learning and growing. So high school is just a real small piece, but it, there's a lots of highlights. Yeah, for sure. And I remember that was the the first time I had ever watched you wrestle was that that dream team um, match. And then I started looking about where you were going to college and stuff like that. Um, and you ended up choosing Minnesota. Why why was that? Did you ever think about going to Nebraska with Chad? And what what were some of the other schools that came into your mind when you were looking at um, your future? Yeah, Nebraska was. Um tough because cj was there and um i looked up to him a lot he was like a brother an older brother to me and i knew he pushed himself really hard and i knew he he was really talented but really i found minnesota to be home just because the coaches are amazing and um minnesota's really really tight-knit group of guys and pretty much i mean i'm grateful that they let me into the kind of the minnesota circle because Pretty much everybody there is from Minnesota. I mean, we obviously recruit kids from all over, but just the coaches are all Minnesota. Um, Just the alumni are Minnesota. Like, they're just a real tight-knit group, and the culture there is just super strong. And I just felt like that was home. I just – I knew I couldn't go anywhere else. Um, When – when you were what, were, what were some of the other schools other than maybe Nebraska you looked at? Um, did you look at Indiana at all? Maybe Purdue? Um, yeah, just yeah. staying close to home. Yeah, it, it's a really intriguing to be close to home, but I've kind of realized le- leaving home is important um, just because you, it's not about being selfish, but um, you can't be distracted by going home every weekend and stuff like that. Um, that are just, I mean, four years or five years is a really quick period of time. So you got to really make the most of your time and 
put in the most valuable hours you can. So staying home was intriguing, but also I, I kind of knew I wanted to, as a kid, I always wanted to go somewhere, um, go somewhere out of state and wrestle for some reason. Um, so I think that just may have been God telling me that it was probably the best thing. And then I looked at Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech, Iowa State, and NC State were some of the schools that were close um, when I was kind of making my decision. Yeah. Um, so you're the second Minnesota guy, to my knowledge, that, that I've interviewed. Um, the other one's Sean Russell. And obviously I have some ties with him being from Tennessee, he's from Georgia. Um, but one thing he talked about was similar to what you're talking about is Minnesota being so welcoming to him. Yeah. Um, when he transferred him from Edinburgh. Um, so what do you think about Minnesota and the culture there is just so welcoming to the guys? And um, Yeah. I think it just stems off most of the guys being good, good people and the coaches really caring about people. Um, I mean, because they saw Sean, his desire to be a national champ and an All-American and um, his desire to work hard, and they really valued that trait. So they took him in, and um, no matter if he had one year left, five years left, they cared about the right things, and they knew he was going to be a good addition, so they brought him in. And then everybody loved Sean, and it was fun. Because I actually have known Sean um, for a while, too, just because I know a lot of people in Tennessee and Georgia. and So that's kind of cool that you know Sean, which is pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, your your red shirt year. What was what was a big transition for you like? Because a lot of guys talk about um, the transition from high school to college is is so big. Was it as big for you? And and what were some things that you realized maybe as you got to college or or you had to overcome stuff like that? Yeah, um, some things after. Through my redshirt year was just, um, I mean, obviously there's like some wrestling things like, um, like top and bottom are tough because guys are just strong, and just because you take them down doesn't mean they're gonna be done. So if guys get away right away, they're they're back to wrestling hard, and guys just are a little bit more mature and stronger. But I never felt like overpowered really. I just sometimes I. Sometimes I just I kind of figured out some little tricks in the hand fight and stuff and realizing just some things that guys kind of – some guys are really strong and they just kind of like to hang on and stuff. So I just kind of worked every day on being aggressive and staying on my offense and stuff like that. So not much changed really when I got to college um, because I was brought up in aggressive style of wrestling and a hard pace. and. Minnesota values that, so I kind of just kept hammering home on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, th- so that redshirt year, you were t- twenty six and seven. Um. I mean, you beat you beat some really tough guys. You wrestled at at Midlands, if I remember correctly. Um. Had a had a good season. What um did you learn anything competing on the college level a little bit different, and then. Um, some jumps that you had to make in that redshirt year to be able to compete for Minnesota when you finally put that singlet on. 
yeah, I just um, kind of just, I mean, I, I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, redshirt year was fun. It was nice to wrestle some good guys. And I knew, I knew really, like, that it mattered, but I just wanted to wrestle and just sick or however I felt. It, it didn't really matter. I was just trying to wrestle and get as many matches in that I could watch and that I could go over and that I could add to my arsenal. So I really, I just tried to put it into a bigger picture that, hey, this is just, like, this is not a year to waste. This is a year to wrestle as much as you can wrestle when you're sick, tired, or maybe whatever. So just wrestle. And it's kind of what I learned, and that's kind of how it goes in college, and that's what I kind of realized was important this year, just just wrestle hard no matter how you feel. So um, at the end of that redshirt year, you wrestled at the U.S. Open, uh, lost to Sasso, and then – you know, I love this interview of yours that you had after the the world team trials when you made the world team eventually. What were what were the adversities? You were sick. What was it? Your neck or your back that you hurt? Yeah. Just, just walk me through those couple weeks in between the U.S. Open and the trials. Yeah, it was it was funny. So after the Open, um, we were training, getting ready for the trials, and my back a few like a week before just had like like some disc or some sciatic nerve stuff going on and um, just a lot of nerve issues. And I could, I mean, I, it was during school and I think it was, yeah, I was getting ready before school I was getting ready over finals and stuff was going on. Or actually we may have just had finals and we were getting ready to leave for the trials and rally. And my weight was fine because I don't know. It was, I was just wrestling a lot and I was only like, I was like 155, 156 after practice so I was pretty much on weight always. And I I was doing an extra practice one night at night. And my I bent over and I just, I was like, hey, I'm, I can't move. And I stood up and then the next morning I, I couldn't move. I couldn't like wiggle around. I just had a lot of nerves that were really mad. And it took like four or five days for it to calm down. And I, I think I got feeling better like two days or two or three days before we left. So that was, I was grateful to be feeling better and um, it worked out and um, yeah. So I started feeling better and then we went to trials and I was just so happy to be feeling good. Um, yeah. That carried over. Were you sick in that time period? Um, I got, I wasn't sick for trials. I, I was sick before like at the OTC after trials and had like pneumonia or something pneumonia. And then I got healthy and then we went to worlds. So that was, yeah. that was, I don't know if maybe you heard that or what, but I, I don't think I was too sick with my back. It was just my back before trial. Yeah. So when you got to the trials, were you feeling completely like 100% or yeah. did you have a little bit of, of, doubt that you could you could do it and was your conditioning there where was it easy to make weight were you able to run off the weight what were what were some of the adversities that you had to face when you got there um my weight like I said earlier my weight was great so I just we wrestled the night before and um I was like right on weight and it was real nice and then um I mean I was 
I, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I was feeling mentally good and physically good. I knew, I knew there was a reason why I was feeling so good. I knew, I knew I could trust my body and that there's a reason why I was feeling good. Um, so I trusted, trusted that and believed it was for good. So I went out there and just trusted my body and put myself in positions and wrestled as hard as I could. And I mean, if you really train hard every day, um, sometimes a little break can be good. And I think my body healed up well somehow in a few days and I was back to wrestling. So um, I didn't have any doubts. I just was grateful when you have a yeah. grateful attitude, um, man, some good things can happen. <clears throat> and that, that grateful attitude that you have is something that I feel like is unique about you that you um, kind of spread in every time you talk, every time, like I see you wrestle and stuff like that. Where do you, where do you get that? And why, why are you always so grateful like that? Um, I mean, if we really sit back and kind of slow down, um, everybody has something to be grateful for, whether you woke up today or you're breathing or you're healthy or so. I mean, that day I was grateful to have a healthy body. I was grateful to be wrestling. I was grateful to wrestle pretty much for the first time, wrestle for Becker, Brandvold and Egham in Minnesota, because the other times it was when I was redshirting and they were coaching me and I was I mean, there was so much to be grateful for. My parents were there, and the attitude kind of comes from, I mean, I mean, uh, it comes from the Bible. I mean, people who are in prison and rejoicing because they know God is coming back someday. I mean, you can apply stuff like that into your life. And I mean, I've just, I just, I mean, it's easy not to be grateful, but it's like one of those simple things that's easy not to do. But if you just take some time to fix your mind, you're grateful for, um, I mean, your mind is the key to your heart. So, um, if your mind is in a good spot, your heart is, and everything is in sync, hopefully. Is that faith in, in God and in the Bible, something you developed early on, or is it something that's kind of recently been, been growing more? Yeah, kind of like the wrestling question you asked me earlier. Um, you, As you get older, I mean, my parents, gratefully, they put me in a Christian school in middle school. Um, we grew up going to church and stuff. and But that's just kind of a, a little small piece. And then as you get older, you, you become more grateful and get a deeper appreciation for something. And as you grow closer to something and grow closer to God, you... I was actually reading that just a verse earlier in John that you become to have a deeper appreciation. And um, so, I mean, I'm nowhere near perfect or nowhere near where I want to be, but my appreciation for God has grown because my parents instilled it in me and I've kind of kept at it. And it's um, been a blessing to keep at it. That's really cool. Um, and, you know, looking forward into like that college career when you started what was it like when you first got to put on the, the Minnesota Gophers singlet and wrestle in front of the the Gophers fans and um finally have the coaches in your corners and in your corner and just get to have that first experience what was that like just it was just so much excitement built up and so much gratefulness inside of me I mean it was so easy to go out there and 
wrestle for all these people. Like, I, I mean, there's like a fine line between like the pressure and the, you kind of think it's pressure. You kind of think it's excitement, but I realized everything I was feeling was good. Um, all the hard work was good. All the people that were in my life were good. So it, you kind of realize it's excitement, not pressure. And I kind of hear David Taylor talk about it sometimes, like turning nervous into excitement and stuff. So um, I just, it was easy to go out there and wrestle. And um, I never really wrestled in too many crowds like that. So it was so much fun. Yeah. And um, so you started off really strong. Uh, CKLV was a an early tournament for you where you really showcased, you beat some really tough guys on the way you beat Max Thompson from UNI. Um, and then in the finals, you beat a guy who you'd wrestled a lot that summer, Sammy Sasso. And um, a little bit, I'm hoping as a spectator, maybe a little selfishly, that you guys have a good uh, rivalry going on um, in the future. You guys are the same age, so um, hopefully that'll be good. But what was that like when you first got to get on, on top of the stage and um, reach the top, the top of that weight class pretty much. I think Lugo was ranked number one at the time, but you were right there behind him, um, right there behind, behind him, and I think it was O'Connor. Um, but anyway, yeah, what was that like? Uh, it was really fun to really – that tournament was, like, great, and I, I kind of realized it was really similar to the NCAA tournament in the sense that there was it's a pretty big bracket and it's not maybe not as tough dense as dense as big tens but it was more maybe more comparable to ncas and it was fun wrestling those guys and <clears throat> it was fun um really giving everything you had and kind of realizing like hey it's a fight each and every match and i really enjoyed it and i enjoy wrestling great competitors and sammy and Thompson they were all good fights and that's that's what makes the sport fun is wrestling really tough guys and it was it was fun wrestling my first tournament in college um it was it was great I bet and um you know since you didn't get to experience the NCAA tournament this year um what was your favorite tournament this year I'm sure it's between Big Tens and and CKLV What, what was your favorite yeah, um, I mean, Big Tens was awesome. I um, came out fourth there, but CKLV was really fun. I, I would probably um, – Big Tens was fun because we were a team and we were all there ready to go. We had everybody. We This is who we we're doing the next four weeks with. These are the guys we need to win Big Tens. These are the guys we need to win a trophy in our hometown. So there was a lot of excitement built up for Big Tens, and um, they they both were super fun. I, I don't know if I could take one. Yeah. Yeah, something just popped in my mind. Um, while you were redshirting, you missed out on the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis um, <laughs> at Minnesota. Yeah. And this year it was supposed to be at the U.S. Bank Stadium, which is like a mile away from where you would normally wrestle where you have your duels and stuff. Um, Correct. If you didn't redshirt and this season um, didn't end the way it did, uh, you would have been able to wrestle back-to-back 
at your home place in the postseason. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that would have been sick. Um, yeah, that would have been really sweet. Did you did you like the idea of uh, having it in the football stadium, or were you a little oh, bit? Oh yeah. You you mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, we actually the day they announced there was going to be no fans, we were actually there walking around, walked from our hotel all the way to the U.S. Bank and walked on the field and stuff, and it was. It was it was special. I mean, I there were so many emotions walking through there. Yeah. Um, we were about a week and a half, or yeah, a week and a half out. A week and a half out. Yeah. Yeah. So we were walking through it, and I thought it was going to be great. Um, it was going to be big. It was going to be so many people. Um, I I hope they bring it back. Um, Me too. Cause maybe 2023 or something. Because what yeah. are they the next two years lined up? I, I haven't heard anything on on um, 2022, but I do know it's in St. Louis next year. St. Louis, yeah, I think it may be St. Louis and then Detroit. Detroit, yes, I think I have heard that. So that would be so my, then 2023. My sophomore year, my junior year, so maybe my mm-hmm. senior year, I'll be back. So yeah. <laughs> if not, if not, you might have to look at finding another red shirt or something so you can yeah cancel. yeah maybe um, okay we'll p- keep pushing on twitter and we'll get that year back yeah that'd be that'd be incredible yeah that'd be I, I i know there are a lot of um downsides to that yeah but man would i would i love to um see that number one but also have the athletes get to experience that because i mean you guys really lost something lost something big in your lives, um, something that you'd been training for for a long, long period of time. Um, and I, I get the reasons. I get why they didn't give it back, but it would be cool in a perfect world if you did get to compete in that. Um, yeah. Yes, we'll see. But yeah, it would we'll be, it'd be great. But like you said, in a perfect world. And right now we don't live in a perfect world, so... Right. One day I'll get yep. that back. Um, so one question I had for you, I kind of wondered this whole season, why don't you choose bottom? <laughs> Is it just because uh, you like wrestling on your feet that much? You must have been talking to Coach Red lately. He's been asking me the same thing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do enjoy wrestling on my feet. I do enjoy – I just – I do, I don't know, there's probably some matches we could have picked bottom, and I, I do believe in myself to get out, but yeah. sometimes it's fun just to really put it on the guy and try to get some more takedowns, and um, just kind of, I just enjoy my feet a little bit more, but sometimes I just bet on myself and my feet more than I would rather, and sometimes I just didn't do a great job on top, Um I'm trying to think about some matches where I maybe like only rode the guy for like 10 seconds or something. So it would be kind of difficult to choose bottom if the match is close in yeah. the third period because then they only have to ride for like a minute. And I, I just, I just like to wrestle wide open and I feel like I yeah. can do that a little bit more on my feet, but maybe I'll choose, start to choose bottom more and just start to <laughs> be more aggressive with it. Yeah. Well, something that I like, I've started to do a little bit more, is I, I take neutral because I like putting pressure on myself 
to take a guy down. Yeah. Because there's no way if you take neutral that you can stall, really. And yeah. so it puts the pressure on yourself to, to, to push yourself and try to score as many points as you can. Yeah, that's great perspective. I, I really like that. I mean, you do feel that way when you pick neutral. You're like, I mean, I don't know if you saw that video of Gable um, against Cassiope. Oh, like, yeah. He, he oh, said, I'm going to take him down. Yeah, I'm going to take him down. And, yeah. And then apparently our coach, Trevor Brandable, was like, well, then you better take him down fast. And fair enough, when you put your mind and go after it, it happens. So, yeah. Gable, that, Gable's awesome. Yeah, he's a beast. What, what's it like wrestling in the same room with him? Um, it's it's really it's really fun. I mean, watching him wrestle, is, he gives me ideas to put into my wrestling. And I love watching him wrestle just because he's one of a kind. So, it's Grateful to watch someone like that wrestle. Fun watching yeah. Two people. I mean, that's why wrestling is so great. I mean, he's so big and he can still move. Not many sports where you can display athleticism like that. Right. So I, yeah. yeah, he's in, he's incredible. Um, he's really good at handball. So he is. He is I, I, I can imagine. You guys really play a lot good. of handball. We do. He's he's good. I would. He. He goes for the big plays. I do sometimes get a little frustrated. He he likes to chuck it down the field. I'm more of the short pass guy, but he, well, he can it's a, throw it's it. It's a high pace. It's a high pace thing when you when you play short game. Yeah, you just run and back and forth, back and forth, and guys yeah. can't run with you. But right, yeah. So he's he's the he's the throw it deep kind of guy, but he does he's really good at it. That's funny. Uh, well, you guys can play a lot now that you're in the, the new facility. Yeah. How is that? It's actually awesome. That's, that's the best part about the room. You can play handball. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, the high ceilings, you can chuck it and throw as much as you want, play spike ball. In that old wrestling room, I, I don't know if you're too familiar with the old Minnesota wrestling room. I've, I've seen videos of it, but I've, I've never been there. I've been yeah. to the new one when I went to Big Tens last year. Sweet. Yeah, I actually didn't spend much time down there, but the ceilings were so short, you couldn't really do anything. So it's pretty fun. That that's pretty cool. And that that place is beautiful. Um, yeah. you, you guys playing a lot of spike ball? I remember when Flo gave you guys the spike ball net. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, they uh, guys play a lot of spike ball. I mean, Nazar and Kolchiski and Hayden Zilmer. Yeah. Those senior level guys love spike ball and. Um, I'm not, I'm not the best at spike ball, so I, I like handball. I'm, I'm, I like team games. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a little more fun for me, I think. A lot more running in, in handball. I'm sure you yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, um, a little bit more to the, um, end of, end of your season. So you took fourth at, um, Big Tens. Got back. I'm sure you were training really hard, getting ready to to make that up and achieve your goals at the at the national tournament. Um, what what were you guys doing? So you told me you were at US Bank Stadium the day they announced no fans. Did you guys at all start to speculate that it was going to be canceled? And then when was the first time that you really thought about it? I mean, truthfully, I I have a little bit more of like a I'm a little more optimistic and. Yeah, I mean, I was really bummed out and really like, man, this doesn't feel right. And I, I never really put, put it together that 
man, this doesn't feel right. That there, we probably won't have it. But I think the night before wrestling got canceled completely, NBA got the season was suspended. And when the season NBA got suspended, I was like, yeah, this is this could be tough. And the next day, though, we were still going about our ways. And we were going, we did uh, maybe a practice or something, or maybe like a, a pool workout maybe, and then um, something um, workout related. And then we were going to eat a team meal at this restaurant, and then we were going to go see a movie. And we did, we went to the restaurant, went and saw a movie. And um, so I still felt like we were still on schedule. We were still working hard. Right. We were still focused on the task at hand, but we were in the movie and I saw all the coaches go outside and that's when it kind of hit me that, man, something's not right. And for me, it, I just, for me, it hit hard because I just, I mean, when you focus on something so much, that's what becomes important to you. And yeah, the NCAA tournament was important to my season. Um, it was important. I was really excited. So we kind of realized that this movie, um, that our season was done. So I, I didn't really know. And I never really, my coach thought coach Brandenburg mentioned to me when we were eating lunch that it's not looking good, but I, we were just in the swing of things and I never really realized it. Yeah. Um, so when that got announced, um, you guys were at the movies or did yeah. coach bring you back? We were at the movies half, like halfway through the movie, and I went outside, and they were like, "What do you get?" A few of us, a few of us um, guys who were gonna wrestle, were out there, and they asked us what we wanted to do. So we left the movie. Well, our whole team was there. Left the movie, went back to the facility and talked, and then they kind of dismissed us from there. Were you guys on spring break or had Minnesota gone to online classes? What was the status there? Um, so our spring break was a week. So we had the Big Tens, and then our spring break was that week. So, yeah, we were on spring break right then. And then we had another week and then NCAs. So our spring break was one week after, right after Big Tens, just one week long. Did Minnesota ever announce that y'all were going to online classes? I think I think that got situated when I think yeah it, it got announced that we were going to have a few days longer for spring break and then online classes were going to start that Wednesday before NCAs um, but it wasn't online class for the rest of the year it was just online class for, um, for a few weeks or to like April or May maybe and then so we Sorry, go ahead. Uh, nothing. We were just going to pick back up school. But okay. then eventually it got canceled all. Um, so when when that got canceled, did you stay in Minneapolis or did you have to go back home? As soon as classes got um, suspended for a while, for like two or three weeks, I went went home just to see my family. And, yeah. Um, yep. So that's what I did there. Mm. That's crazy. What what movie was it that you were watching? <laughs> it was uh sure enough we actually we actually me and two of my teammates, Garrett Joles and Casper, uh we actually went back and finished the movie like two oh, really? years later. It was uh 
a dog's a dog's something. It was the a dog in the wilderness or something. A dog in the wild, maybe. Mm. Um, <laughs> a dog's purpose, maybe. So, are you gonna be able to watch that movie again? Oh, not a dog's. <laughs> um, it didn't feel right going back and seeing it, but um, I'll probably have some negative memories with it. Yeah. Um, I bet yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it was a dog in the wild or something. It was a pretty cute little children movie. Yeah. Yeah, the coaches had their kids with them, so it was that's a family funny. appropriate movie and yeah, light. Um. All right. So, look into the to the future of your career and um, what you plan to do after wrestling. Obviously, I'm sure after college you plan to to stay in freestyle for a while. Um, is that the plan? Do you want to stay in, in freestyle as long as you can? Um, coaching afterwards, maybe fighting. What, what are you, what are you looking at for after your career? Yeah. I mean, I would like to continue to use my gifts and my abilities for as long as it's possible. And hopefully I'll, after college, I'll think about it and know that's the right thing to do and, um, keep getting better. So hope, I hope to keep wrestling and be a world and Olympic champion and um, keep working towards those goals every day. And um, I don't, I don't really think about um, UFC or anything. Yeah. Uh, I know some guys talk about that quite a bit, but I don't know if that really, I mean, I just, I just know wrestling, you know, I'm not, mm -hmm. a, I mean, I'm a fighter inside, but not on the outside. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And then, yeah, I mean, I think coaching is great. Um, maybe I'll go that route. I don't know. We'll see what's in store. Well, it'll be cool to follow along with your career. Um, I appreciate you taking the time today to, to join me on this call, and, and we'll have to talk soon. Sweet, Sam. All right, talk to you later.